everybody. Welcome back to The Wealth of Health, the third episode. Um, To my returning listeners, thank you so much for tuning back in. And then for my new ones, hi, my name is Taylor Beasley. Um, And this is a podcast all about gratitude for our health that we get to experience every day and the little things that we maybe don't think about in our everyday lives that not everybody is so lucky to get to enjoy. Um, I encourage you to listen to my other two episodes. They are also on the Spotify page. First one is a talk, just talks a little bit about my health journey and what has inspired me to make this podcast. And then I dive in a little bit into how our media has affected our perception of health in my second episode. Um, both of those are awesome in my opinion, but I'm not biased. Um, a couple other portals you can go to for more information. Uh, my Instagram for this blog is at the underscore wealth of health. And I also have a blog called the true definition that I started about eight months ago, just with some content that I didn't feel would fit the blog platform or the podcast platform, but I wanted to get out there and writing. Um, so today I'm super excited. Actually, I have a guest, um, which I wanted to do for a while. I say a while and it's like literally been two episodes, but it was always a goal of mine to interact with people on this platform as I talk about in my first podcast, because I do think that empathy is a huge part of making life changes and seeing how certain things affected others. So you have a little bit of perspective on how it could affect you. And so today I have one of my longtime friends, Margot Rosenbaum on. We know each other from preschool. We have a lot of fantastic pictures of us together. I, I'm so sad, like, podcasts, you can't share pictures, but we have some fantastic photos of, like, little Jewish us. It's awesome. Um, she's also 20. She's a rising junior this coming year at UC Davis, and we went to high school and middle school together. We kind of bounced around, but um, the key to our relationship in this setting is that she is the one that introduced me to my now life passion, which is horseback riding, as you know if you had listened to my other podcast. Um, it's ironic because, you know, everybody makes jokes about, like, the horse girl in high school um, or middle school, and for a while in, like, our younger years, I wasn't into horses, and Margot has, like, always been... It, like, I mean, I'll let her speak for herself, but she was the real OG, and she would always talk to me about it, and I'd be like, oh, Margot, <laughs> horses again, and then I tried it one day, and I'm like, oh, shit, now I'm a horse girl, too, and so now we get to share that with each other, so, Margot, if you want to come on and introduce yourself, we can get started. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Margo. Uh, thank you so much, Taylor, for having me. Uh, I'm really excited. I've never done a podcast or anything like this before, so um, I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited, too. Thanks for making time um, as we're doing this weird online schooling thing. We don't really have schedules, but we have a lot of work, so I appreciate you penciling me into your agenda. Um so I kind of wanted to start just kind of talking about when you found horseback riding as a passion. For sure. 
Um, so horseback riding has always been a big part of my life. Um, when I was a little kid, my parents used to bring me up to the stables, uh, up in the hills near my house. And, um, we used to go and like pet the horses and I absolutely loved it. I was super engaged with the, all the animals. So a few weeks before my fourth birthday, um, my parents let me start taking some horseback riding lessons. Like when you're that young, you don't, I mean, you can't really do that much on a horse, but um, I absolutely loved it. And I realized that this was like a big thing for me. This was, um, and so I really loved it. So um, ever since then, ever since I was three years old, um, I've been riding horses and the prevalence of riding in my life has kind of fluctuated. Um, I've been more involved with it, less involved with it, but it's still always been there. And I still always see it as being something in my life because I love it so much. Yeah. I feel like every kid has that like moment or that dream when they watch like a horse movie and they're like, I want to walk up to a horse in a field and touch my hand to its forehead and have this like really magical moment and we'll be spiritually connected forever (laughs) but it's like yes it's weirdly true like once you get like they call it getting like bit by the horse bug or whatever like it's it lasts forever Mm -hmm. when when you find something like that yeah Um, I I totally agree like once I started writing I knew I just I absolutely love the animals I think that's always been the biggest thing for me with horseback riding like I've done competitions and stuff but for me it's always been the animals and um connecting with them that has really kept me with it so you how old were you when you started did you say uh it was a few weeks before my fourth birthday so I was three I still remember that picture that you had in your room yeah, there's, there's a so picture cute. of me super tiny with, like, red cowgirl boots yeah. and a giant helmet, like, <laughs> next to this tiny pony, but it looks gigantic next to me. They feel really big when they're that small. Oh, for sure. For they're sure. intimidating. Um, so you rode for a long time before I did. Do you remember anything about, like, how I viewed horseback riding before it? before I started versus after because I was trying to think back to like I think it was like early high school or like middle school when you were riding and I wasn't Um, do you remember I I I think I do I think I think I mean you were probably like how most other people were I would I would start talking about horses and they'd be like (laughs) okay and like there she goes again um (laughs) So I'm like I feel so I'm, bad because like now I'm that person. Yeah, you know it's all good. It is what it's it is. Because we started riding together. What was it like? I think it was seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah, because I came. Um, I was looking to switch barns, and so I came and rode with you. Yeah. At your barn. Yeah. Um, and that's I think how we started riding together. Yeah. That's, I feel like, it kind of ties me into my next point that I wanted to talk about, but, like, everybody says, like, oh, my soccer team is my, like, family outside of my family, or, like, my football team, or swim team, or something, but I feel like for riding, like, the community that you get from it is almost the best part. 
because everybody shares that love for something. You have something in common with everybody. I don't know if you felt like that was the biggest asset of, of riding or if there was something else within the sport that you felt you got the most out of in, your, in the day-to-day experiences of it. For sure. Um, I definitely really loved all the people I got to ride with. It, horses have introduced me to so many amazing people with really um, good values and really hardworking people, which I think is so important to a young growing girl to have those kinds of role models in your life. So um, I really appreciated the equestrian yeah. community in that sense. But also for me, just it's the experience of working with horses and working with the amazing animals. So I think that's really what has kept me with horses and with riding. Um, I don't think there's any other sport like it that you get to have such a strong bond with um, an animal you can't talk to. For so sure. I think I think that's just that's so cool. Yeah, and I don't know if uh, you feel this way, but I remember when I would be, like, going through finals or, like, something rough with a friend or something, when you go and you're interacting with your horse or any animal, really, if you're trying to achieve something and you're emotional, it won't happen, you know? Uh Uh-huh, for sure. And so it, it almost forces you to like tunnel your vision to the current moment and it's really meditative um and I think that that happens too whenever you're either playing a team sport you're thinking about like how you can be your best player within that group or if you're doing art you're really focused on how can I make this painting better make this song better and like those outlets are so helpful when you're going through a time in your life that's really chaotic, you know? Yeah, and it's so cool because, like many animals, horses are really reflective of how you're acting. So if you're riding your horse and you're very distracted, thinking about something else, a little stressed out, your horse is going to be acting the same way and you're not going to have a successful ride or a successful result. So I think it riding horses has made me very in tune with myself and my own emotions too because I might not realize I'm thinking about something or acting a certain way and then I'm with my horse and she's freaking out and I'm trying to figure out what's happening and then um it makes me realize things about myself too which I think is really really cool no for sure I totally agree with that I remember just like in general, when like you remember when I was riding and super sick, like pre like clinic, like I think this was like freshman, sophomore year. There were like like most of my week lessons I would come out and I'd be like, I can't ride. And I would sit yes. and I would watch. And I'd hang out with my horse and oh, Gucci's the real OG. Um and I found his stuff the other day actually, tangent. I found his halter in my attic. It was really cute. I had a little moment. Um, But, wait, I got lost. I thought about that. Oh, yeah, okay. So, (laughs) I I remember when I was physically not 100% and I was struggling to ride every day, having the, 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 the love for it sometimes made me push past that initial doubt that I could do it. You know, because there's kind of like two walls. There's like, the, oh, I don't think I could do it. And oh, I really know I can't. 
And Mm -hmm. because I loved it so much, a lot of the time I would push past that first barrier and find out I was actually feeling okay. I just needed to like work out a little bit or I was, it was just emotional that I like was shutting down. And so I think that also created a lot of, of drive, not in those moments, but then I was like self-aware, like, am I really capable of this or do I just like not want to do it? So I'm going to say I can't, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's just uh, horseback riding requires a lot of focus and like determination and hard work in in order to get better and improve and just gain stronger bonds with your horse. So, um, even just, um, riding your horse on a normal day, you, it requires a lot of like mental focus, physical folk, like ability and focus. And, um, I think that's just really great for people, um, in order to develop those skills. Yeah, for sure. Um, was there like a specific time? Do you think that you realized that riding was more than just something you like to do and more something that like you rooted yourself in and wanted to keep in your life for a long time because I do I, I, I'm kind of exploring what makes something different from just being something you love versus something that you think is going to be in in your life in some capacity forever like how do you cross that line how do you define that definitely um I think for me I even when I was, I started riding horses at a really young age, I still was doing other sorts of activities after school. Um, I played soccer, I did other kinds of classes and stuff, and um, throughout all those things, um, I liked them, but then I was realizing it. a lot of them were just taking away from what I actually wanted to do, was just ride horses every day after school. Yeah. So I think when you're trying to figure out um, what is a what is your passion and um, how you can tell if something is really what you want to do for a while. Um, I think it's really important to explore and try out a lot of things um, like I did as a kid and then just stick with the ones you really like and just keep doing them while you like them. And it's a, if you get burned out and stop liking certain things, it's okay to stop doing them. Um, for me with horses, I, I never felt done with it I never felt burned out by them so I knew it was something that was going to be um in my whole life and so when I realized this I stopped some of my other commitments and I started riding horses um more days a week more days after school and then um I eventually got my own horse too and that is a huge commitment because then you're actually tied to another living thing and you can't just like drop that passion so I think it's really important to um before you make any sort of big commitments about what your passion is going to be try out a lot of things and then just stick with the ones you like I think that idea of burnout is fascinating especially right now because like I talk to kid like my younger cousins who are now in high school and they're doing soccer and clubs and like swimming and I don't even I can't keep keep track of how much people have feel the need to commit to um and I remember even when we were in high school I would 
just be doing riding because that was the thing that I enjoyed most. And I'd talk to other people. They'd be on the volleyball team. They'd be in debate club. They'd be like skiing every weekend on a team. Like I, I don't under, I don't know if I could have taken on all of that. And I ask them which one they like most. And a lot of the time I, they didn't have an answer. And I, th- I think it's really interesting because, I mean, this is a whole other subject and I'm going off on a tangent, but that's fine. Um, there's this need to build a resume for yourself without thinking about, it's kind of like, it's like, what, what's your emotional resume? What do you like most? And how much of those things are you getting to do every day? or every week or every month? Like how much enjoyment are you getting out of the time you're spending on the things that you're doing? Because that's ideally gonna be a, a lot of of like passion coming out of your day and your week and the people you spend time with. I don't know, I think it's, I think I might have just gotten another podcast episode to, <laughs> to record. New, new topic. New, new topic. Um, but yeah, like that was like our every day, wasn't it? Like it was just school in the barn. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I was like involved with a few other things at school yeah. and like I stayed involved with those things. Um, but horses definitely were a huge part of my life and I know your life as well. Yeah. In high school. Um, we were there, I was there like six days, five to six days a week, um, after school on the weekends. And it it definitely did take away from other things. There were like some other activities or like, Mm -hmm. um, things that I, I would have been interested in doing, but you can't do it all, even though you may want to. So it's just important to stick to the things that you enjoy doing and it's okay to cut out some of the things that yeah. you may not enjoy as much. And I mean, there's obviously a balance. Like, you can't just live your life only doing things you like. Because For a lot sure. of the things yeah. in life, like, you don't enjoy, but you get a lot out of it. Or they're vital. Like, I don't think anybody really likes going to the dentist. But, like, there are consequences if you don't go to the <laughs> dentist. Like, little stuff For like sure. that. So, um, I know in high school, like, a lot of my social life was sacrificed for the barn mm-hmm. because you spend so much time out there. Um, but that was a sacrifice I was willing to make because it like, I was so happy doing the other thing. So it's just, it's a personal scale, right? Yeah, definitely. It's your own, it's your own choices. It's your own choices about what you want to do and what you want to prioritize. Yeah. So sure. if for someone being social or being on a in a team sport is really important to them then that's what they should prioritize but like for us we were we were okay setting aside some of those other things because we were so invested in horseback riding yeah do you think that having that really strong presence of a passion through middle school I guess it's like your whole life basically so far but do you think that affected how efficient you were with getting stuff done that you didn't enjoy? Um, I think, I think so. I think there were 
certain times that I, I knew I had a big test coming up or an essay or something and that I know I really needed to work on. So I would have to really prioritize my time to get that done if I knew I wanted to um, go ride my horse. There definitely were times that I had to put horseback riding second and some other things first, like if I need to do something with my family or if something for school or for yeah. work came up, that definitely had to come first um, since for me, horseback riding was, it is my passion, but it's not like the main thing in my life. I have a lot of other things going on. So I think definitely it was a good motivator for me to get the things that I needed to get done, like homework or things for work. I definitely, um, kind of tried to get those done as quickly as possible or as efficiently as possible. So I could go back to doing things that were really fun like yeah. horseback riding yeah for sure because I remember real like realizing how effective it was when I was thinking back to when I started I was like when did I start riding and I was like I think I was like 11 or 12 but I think the first day that I took a lesson in middle school was the first day I was back in school full-time oh wow which is just wild to think about like or I think it was like the second lesson or something when I realized how much I loved it staying through that day of being tired or uncomfortable or like feeling symptomatic or something it was worth it because I knew like oh if I make it through the whole day I get to go do what I love and you can kind of like justify the feeling bad in the moment because you know if you can get through it you can go do something else and if mm-hmm. I think if there was an absence of that in that period I would have just gone home uh-huh. And it kind yeah. of, it speaks to what you're actually capable of with the right motivation. So. Yeah, definitely. And um, this has been really applicable in my life as well for college. I have my horse with me here um, at UC Davis, which has definitely been challenging. <laughs> yeah. College classes are definitely a step up from um, high school. And now I'm living on my own and I have so many more commitments and things to think about in my life but I'm it's hasn't nothing has changed about my passion for horses or my my love for my horse everything is always worth it and I'm always so happy to have her here with me so um even as things pile up in life and life gets a a little bit more complicated it seems as I get older um (laughs) I, I think this just proves that horses are like a passion for me and even as things get complicated there's it's still going to be a part of my life yeah it's hard to think about getting through like middle school and high school without it because it was such a huge piece yeah definitely like I don't know what I would have filled filled that time with and like how different of a person I would have been like what if I went back to ballet would I be a ballerina right now? <laughs> you could be. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that would, that, in an alternate universe, I'm twirling around right now as a ballerina in a basement in quarantine. That's what that's what's happening. Um, uh-huh. One other thing that's kind of like similar to what we were just talking about, but um, I just finished... Ew, it's weird to say I just finished a course. Ugh. I just finished a course... Um, in psych that talked a lot about intrinsic versus um, extrinsic motivation and it, like how in different environments they can 
like change the result or how effective you are in completing a task. And we kind of touched on this before, but do you think that having that love for something motivated you to get the other stuff done rather than, oh, I'm going to do it to get the good grade. I'm going to, I'm rather than that, I'm going to do it so that I can accomplish school to then go enjoy something that I want to enjoy or to like love my horse or like something that's more deeply rooted in yourself. Um, I think I definitely, I think so. I think, and you can disagree with me. You can be like, no, Taylor, (laughs) grades are important. Like, (laughs) I mean, definitely school has always been important for me. And I think horses I've always known were not going to be my, my way of income. I did never wanted horses to be how, um, my like my profession because I've seen a lot of people go into want horses to be their profession and they kind of lose that they lose something about it and horses they become money makers for them and um yeah I think they lose some of the good values that I have really tried to hold on to about just loving the animal for itself and just loving spending time with horses so I always knew that I would need to find something else in my life to mm-hmm. be my job, how I make money. So school always was important for me. I wanted to get good grades. I wanted to go to a good college, but I don't think I was, I definitely do think I prioritized my time and tried to be motivated to do well in school. And so I would be able to go ride my horse, you know, like I didn't yeah. want to spend all day studying and not have any time to go to the barn. So I definitely do think it's kind of like a combination of both. I wanted to do well and I wanted to achieve on my own, but I also knew I needed to fit in some, some other fun things like horseback riding and I, horses are expensive. So I know if I want to have horses in my life, I need a good job. So I know my parents are always like, Taylor, why couldn't you just like, like, chess or ice skating or <laughs> like literally anything else like, my yeah my parents definitely say the same thing and like I remind them that they're the ones that got me into this so <laughs> you guys made this beast yeah but um yeah going back to your question I I definitely think kind of both like yeah definitely it was both what about for you I think I do think it's a balance because I'm not the type of person to disregard, like, school success. I think, oh, really? Our home phone. See, this is why we don't need a home phone. I'm going to go hang it up. Nice. (laughs) Okay. I got it. Um, I think, I'm back. I think that it's a combination because... I personally am not the type to put schoolwork over, uh, how do I phrase this without sounding like I don't care about school? Because I do, but it's not my first priority in the grand scheme of things. I, w- I think with my experience with both physical and mental health, that is kind of I can't even say the word trumps anymore. It, it it's, it's started to become more important than, like, my emotional and physical health has become more important than the grades in school or where I go to 
college. Not to say that I don't love my school, but um, other things that I've deemed more important in in my life due to my past experiences. Um, so I think through high school, I would get my work done so that I could go like facilitate what made me really happy and healthy rather than like you doing school for the achievement of doing well in school. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Cause like I don't wanna make it sound like I just did school like blew off school and did it <laughs> so that I could go like run through a field with my horse or whatever. But um I do think it was something that I got done to a degree so that I could go and and practice other things. Um I don't know. It was a huge part of my life. Like, I never thought I would have something that I invested that much of my energy in. Like, you know, I was, like, I was yeah. at school or I was, like, at the barn. My parents didn't see me for, like, two years. Like, <laughs> like they were basically empty nesters during my gap year. I was just never here. Um, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't found it, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's really nice to have something to commit a lot of your time to. And while you're, like, as an adolescent, while you're trying to, like, find yourself and find out who you are, it's really nice to have yeah. something to hold you through that, something to go do if you're ever having a, a bad day or you just, you need something to get you through the day. Yeah. Um, it's really nice having something like, like a horse to, yeah. to go spend some time with. It's a little, it's funny. It's nice to have something like a horse. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I don't know. That'd be cool if you could, like, share a horse with, like, ten people. And so it's reasonably priced. And then yeah. you can just, like, like, it's like a carpool horse. Like, yeah. whoever needs it, you can just go hang out with it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think that well, that could yeah. be a good way to make it work. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, for people who want to, like, be less involved with horseback riding, there's many ways to do that without actually owning a horse. You this can is true. Just this take is lessons. True. You can lease a horse. Or um, at least at the barn at my college, um, not right now because it's close to the public, but <laughs> usually there's tons of families walking around, petting horses, um, yeah. just going up to students asking asking about their horses and stuff yeah. so even if someone is just like a little bit interested there I think there's many ways to for sure get involved I think it's so cool like thinking about being like 50 or 60 or something and just like having all of those like memories from when we were younger of something that you devoted yourself to so heavily and like maybe still do like, just a constant in your life that gives you joy. I think that's something so special. Because um, a lot of people, like, don't find something like that. They find something they like. But I do think there's a difference between liking something and, like, loving something. You yeah. Know? I definitely agree. I think I think we know that horses are always going to be a part of our lives, even though... There's so many other things that are going to be a part of our lives as well. Like, even 
like in college I've developed a lot of other interests I've like really found like a second passion for for journalism and for writing so just because we have this one passion for horses doesn't mean that like that's it like that's it that's my whole life is just riding horses I think people are are so complex and their their lives can have so many different parts to them it's totally okay to add some passions in or like remove some it's just about people what doing what's best for like yourself yeah for sure do you have any like you kind of touched on this earlier but for somebody who maybe hasn't found theirs yet I'm trying to think of how like what ways you can live your life moving forward in search of it not necessarily like you can like facilitate yourself finding your passion because I don't think you can like create it but is there a mindset or a way to make like of decision making that is going to put you in a position to be more vulnerable to being exposed to it um I think just being really open-minded and being willing to try things is really important um I think I definitely was a person that was kind of scared to try new things for a while and then um I noticed that about myself and then I wanted to change that so I tried to now I try to make myself really open-minded and willing to try new things and try to have like no regrets just like try it all no regrets Um, (laughs) yeah you know so I think if people have that kind of mindset, they will be much more willing to stumble upon a passion or something that they really enjoy doing. Because if someone is afraid to try new things and they haven't found something to grab their attention or a passion yet, they probably won't find it at least for a really long time because Mm -hmm. they're not willing to try something out of their comfort zone. So I think um, people should just, you know, try everything. If there was is something that they've always wanted to try in their life, or if they see someone doing something and they say, "Oh, that that looks really fun," yeah. If if they're able to, um, I say do it. You know, there sure. there shouldn't be anything holding you back. Um, you know, and if it doesn't, that thing you try ends up not being it. Like, don't get discouraged and keep trying because I don't think you can force something to be your passion. I think it just has to, you know, become, it just has to happen. Yeah. I think it's, I say it all the time to my parents, like, I feel so lucky to have found it so early or to have found something like that so early in life. Um, And people always say, like, try new things in college. I'm like, yeah, let's try new things in college. That sounds like a great idea. Because, like, I do think you can have more than one, and I might have something that I've never tried before that I might like who who knows I might like it more than horses I don't know I thought ballet I literally thought I was gonna be a ballerina for a hot sec and then I found horses and I was like screw point shoes like horses (laughs) so like I do think they they evolve they change and being open to like putting yourself in a position to learn those new things and try them and not be afraid of trying something and not liking it, you know? Like, a lot of people are afraid to not like something and experience that. It's like, that's not a bad thing. You can not like something. You just stop, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. 
Yeah. I yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I don't know if you have any other tangents, stories, concerns, thoughts, any? questions. Um, I think we covered a lot about it. We covered it. a um, lot of ground, didn't we? We did. Um, <laughs> I guess, like, I talking going like talking about myself yeah. I think I always see horses being a part of my life and I'm I'm so happy that I have I just I didn't really know that three-year-old Margo would find her life calling but she did yeah. um and I always see horses being a big part of my life um and I guess one other thing like we could talk about was um, I guess like starting when I started riding, I wasn't, I was just kind of doing it for fun. I wasn't doing anything really competitive because I'm not a very competitive person. Taylor, yeah. you know me. I'm like, I'm pretty chill. I do. You come in last. You're like, everyone had fun. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm totally cool with it, but I definitely did get into competitive riding for a little while mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I think it, it helps you work really hard. It helps you. Um, have goals and I think that's really important for young people to have those kind of motivators but I do think competitive riding kind of made me forget why I love horses in the first place like just the bond with the animal I think it's easy to get stuck on the just wanting to win or wanting like the nicest horse or like the nicest equipment and that kind of stuff and that like reflecting on that now that makes me kind of sad because I don't I don't really have those values anymore. Yeah. And, um, but I think like since taking kind of a step back from competitive writing, which I know you have too. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of nice to reflect on that and then think about like with horses, what are the aspects of it I want to have in my life and just having a bond with an animal that is really what is most important to me. No, I think that's a really interesting point because there are different degrees of participation in a lot of, in most things in life. Um, and we, normally when you start something, you dip your toe in and then you dip your leg in, then you jump in and you stay in there for a while. And I think that both of us have kind of taken a step back and looking onto my whole past experience within horses, I don't think I would change anything, but I don't know if I would go to the same level again, which I don't think is a bad thing. It doesn't mean I have any less love for the sport, respect for the sport or athletes or professionals in the field. Um, But I think where I'm at in my life right now, the way that I'm participating in that passion is what I need. Um, And it can change depending on what what else is going on in your life. and there might be a time when I when I do dive back into it full swing again. I don't know. Um, but I think that kind of ebb and flow is is healthy and normal. And I'm lucky that I, I get to have that choice. A lot of people may want to participate more in their passion, but either don't have the means or they don't have the exposure um, or the help that they need to do that. So... I, I do think that both of us are really lucky to have been able to experience the the sport and the 
the love of animals in the capacity that we did you know yeah yeah I totally agree with that we're we're both so lucky that we've been able to be involved with this sport to the extent we have because not definitely that is true not everyone is able to um do it the way we have and so we're we're incredibly lucky um so I definitely do have to agree with that yeah awesome that's so so fun to reflect on <laughs> on little little us yes um I really do appreciate you coming on sharing all your your thoughts feelings stories um I wish we had more time to talk not about scripted stuff but just in general um and I miss you and I love you and I miss you too I wish we could have done this in person I know I phone, know it would have been so nice not just for sound quality but I miss <laughs> you um you're yeah. you're in Davis right yeah yes I am you're still at school my gosh mm-hmm. well when this is over, I'm going to give you a really big hug, and we can go see see the pony together. I would love that. I would really love that. Okay, say hi to the Neen for me. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming. Um, that was Margot, and she's pretty cool, I think. Um, again, our Instagram is the underscore wealth of health. Um, the blog is The True Definition on WordPress. This was my third episode. I encourage you guys to go back and check out the other two, and I will talk to you next week. Sure.